to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, September the 1st. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness. We are here, my friends, and we are going to continue and pick up exactly where we left off last week uh, out of Matthew's Gospel, uh, 16th chapter, so an incredibly important chapter, especially for us as Catholics. And again, I described that last week, so I won't go into it this week as well. But we're going to pick up the story and we get to see, to see and hear the other side, right? Which we already know where it's going, but it has so much to offer us. Uh, on this coming weekend, this 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. However, want to do a couple of things before that. And, uh, and first, I want to hearken back to last week, right? So Jesus is at Caesarea Philippi. And, uh, and you know the story, but he says, who do people say that I am? Of course, the disciples, that's an easy question for them to answer because they're using other people's words, right? We're... we're we're not being courageous when we use other people's words because we can always point to them, you know, and, and we do that today still. If I'm quoting out of a book, if I'm quoting out of something I heard on, on a podcast or whatever, and it's somebody else's words, that's easy. That's easy. But it's when it's my own, we become vulnerable, right? And we can be attacked. Who do people say that I am? No problem. Ah, you're John the Baptist, you're Elijah, one of the prophets, blah, blah, blah. Then Jesus, of course, asks the incredibly vulnerable question, but he asks it of people that he trusts. Who do you say that I am? And I guess I want to say two things that I didn't get to in last week's episode. And I thought about it after the podcast was done, and I thought, oh, gosh, these are good. These are good, and these are worth meditating on. So in a sense, I invite you to prepare yourself even for this podcast with these questions, however that is. And again, if this is all you need to hear today, shut off the podcast when you're done. That's great. But I think two, two things I guess I'd like to bring up as a caveat, as just maybe an addendum, better word, uh, to last week's pod, and that's this. Have you taken the time to ask that question of our God? God asks it of us, right? Jesus did. We know that. Matthew 16, last week we just heard it. But have you ever said, Lord, who do you say that I am? And then just be silent and listen to the answer. Brothers and sisters, I, I said there were two questions that Jesus asks us that we need to, to get right as followers of Jesus Christ. I mentioned that last week. I stand by it. I love that image. But I think this is the question, maybe the only question that we have to ask our God. Who do you say that I am? And then be quiet. And that quiet may last a minute. It may last 20 minutes. It may last a lifetime. But until we have that answer, my friends, we search for that answer in a million different places, right? But there's only one answer we need. There's only one voice. Now, now, we need to be wise enough to be able to hear God's voice through these many different ways because God will reveal it. 
But I like that voice that we hear in silence, that one that we hear in our heart that tells us exactly who we are, that we are the beloved one, right? Because it was Jesus coming up out of the baptism. Read Luke's version. You know, Matthew and Mark are going to have him coming up out of the baptism right in the water and the, the sky's open and, and the dove comes down and he says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. In Luke's version, Jesus is at prayer after the baptism. And he's in the silence of praying that he knows who he is, the beloved one. Do you know it? Have you asked God that question? and then allowed God to answer. Incredibly important. Here's the other thing. You know, I I say that Jesus was vulnerable in asking the question, who do you say that I am? And I think we need to ask that. That's a good question, not only of asking our God, I think it's a good question of asking others in our lives and hearing what they, they say. Now, it's hard because what they say may be hard for us to hear because it may invite us to be somebody new and something new and turn around, right? But be careful, be judicious, be prudent over who you invite and and ask that question to. Don't put it out on Twitter or, or X or whatever they're calling it today, all right? Because we know what social media will do. We'll get, we'll get run over. We'll get trampled upon. People are, are cowardly and hide behind aliases, and they'll tell you all that you want to know. No. Listen to those you trust that love you enough to be honest with you and and honest in a respectful and loving and kind but direct way. And then it's an okay place, a safe place, a sacred place to ask that question. I hope you have one or two or three people you feel close enough that you can ask that to. It's a good thing to do. Okay, that was like all a preamble, a prologue, as it were, uh, to, to today's. As I mentioned, we're going to pick up where we left off, but we got to read Jeremiah too, because it's way too good not to. So I'm already telling you this one may run a little long. I'm going to try not to, but there's so much good stuff. We'll let the Spirit take it, and I hope you're okay with that. So first reading, Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 7 to 9. Too good of a story to, to just go, uh, go past. Because it's, it's really us. I'm going to tie it to the gospel. At least I hope I can. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Jeremiah 20, verses 7 to 9. Then we're going to go to the gospel again, immediately following last week's episode after Peter, right, stood up when Jesus asked his best friends and said, who do you say that I am? And says, you are the Christ, the Son of God, right? Um, okay, so this is Matthew 16, verses 21 to 27. So we ended with 20 last week. We're going to pick up with 21, go to 27. So as always, I invite you just into quiet, into whatever sacred space you need to be in to hear the word well and open yourself to that spirit of God, which will plant that word well within us. So let's break open God's word together. Reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You were too strong for me, and you triumphed. All the day I am an object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I must cry out. Violence and outrage is my message. 
The word of the Lord has brought me derision and reproach all the day. I say to myself, I will not mention him. I will speak in his name no more. But then it becomes like fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. I cannot endure it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's so good, isn't it? Have you ever talked to God like that? Well, if Jeremiah can, so can you and I. Honesty. Honesty. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny themselves. Take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wishes to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Or what can one give in exchange for their life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to their conduct. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If we're honest with ourselves, this is a very difficult gospel, right? It's difficult not just because of Peter. And, and we could see Peter, you know, last week he was at his best. Peter was a 10 out of 10. Today he's like a 2 all right. In fact, I might be I might be a little generous in calling him a two. Jesus just called him Satan. <laughs> it, it doesn't get much worse, does it? <laughs> I mean, come on. That's 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 not why it's a hard gospel. It's a hard gospel because we know what the gospel invites us to. And I think Peter did too. But on his lesser moment, he wanted to deny that, right? Because what does the gospel invite us to? It invites us to places that are, I'll, I'll use this term, countercultural. It invites us sometimes to zig while the others are zagging. It invites us to swim upstream while everybody else is going downstream. We don't do it simply for being different. We do it because the Spirit of God invites us in the midst of a culture of death to be witnesses of life, to be witnesses of hope, to be witnesses of what the kingdom of God looks like, feels like, sounds like, acts like. And to the extent that we do that, there will be, at times, not always. We are not, um, you know, just um, 
What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. We're not just, you know, trying to be milk toast. We're not trying to be martyrs. But if we do it, there are going to be times that we are experiencing what Jeremiah does. And, and we know where Jesus is pointing. He says, listen, this is what's going to happen if I continue to follow where God invites me. Meaning, not just the cross, meaning to, to fully living and realizing the kingdom of God in this world. Those who are wanting to control or, or manipulate the kingdom of this world, are, I, we're going to come to loggerheads, right? We're, gonna, we're going to approach things in the opposite way. And then what happens? It generally devolves into power struggle, right? And what our God is inviting us to is outside of that power struggle. Um, now, word about Peter before I, I move on and, and say some things about what I just talked about there. Brothers and sisters, we have to know God loved Peter no less, no less in this gospel today than he did last week. Now, how can we say that? He's calling him Satan. Well, remember, remember, when Jesus was out in the desert, right? And the, the devil, uh, the Satan, which means in Hebrew, by the way, uh, it means the accuser, the adversary. So the one who does not think like God thinks, but thinks as human thinks, um, human beings think. Um, that we have to know that, I don't remember where I was going, that, that God loved Peter every bit as much here as there. Last week, I mean, when Peter proclaims, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus right away says, hey, it's, it's not you, Peter, that, that gave this, but, but our, you know, my Father in heaven. And, uh, and so we go back to what uh, the Satan in the desert was saying to Jesus. He was tempting him with power. Like, hey, hey, man, you, you, you're hungry. Turn these stones into bread, right? You can do it because I know who you are. Throw yourself off the parapet of the temple, right? And the angels are going are gonna, to, you know, hold you up because I know who you are. Let's, let's use this, this, you know, supernatural power that you have. Let's show the world, man. Let's go up on this, this mountaintop. I'll show you all the kingdoms of the world. I'll give all this to you. All you got to do is kneel. I'll give it all to you. It's, he's tempting him with that idea of power. Use what you have for all this cool stuff. And then he says, you know, be gone, right? Jesus quotes scripture of Satan and, and ultimately be gone. Well, Peter is, listen, Peter's not doing a bad thing here in, in the sense that he's trying to say, Lord, God forbid you get hurt. He's trying to defend Jesus. He's saying, listen, if this stuff really happens, you're going to get hurt and I don't want to see that happen. Let's use who you are, which are, we both know who you are. I just mentioned it out loud. Let's use who you are to avoid this. So he's acting in a way similar to how the adversary did it in the desert, which is why Jesus 
brings out that term and says, get behind me, Satan, follow me. You follow me, right? Isn't that what Jesus said right away when he called the disciples? Follow me, follow me. Not, not me, follow you. He says, get behind me, follow me. Don't try to be out here leading because you're thinking not as God thinks, but as human beings think. Right? Which is going to lead to the derision that Jeremiah talks about. Jesus is linking that. All right. But there's one more thing I want to say. I was praying this morning in uh, in the quiet time that I had. And just coincidentally, uh, the, the book that I'm using was focusing on Matthew chapter 26, and that's the, um, the passion narrative, right, of Jesus. And it was where the, the uh, guards came by and they took Jesus. And Peter was there, right? And he takes his sword out and tries to defend Jesus, cuts off the, the servant of the high priest, cuts off the, his ear, right? And um, it, it caused me to think of a couple of things. First of all, the fact that it, I've heard that story a thousand times, right? And I never really thought about it, that the disciples are carrying swords walking around. I mean, that'd be tantamount to, you put it in today, they're carrying guns around, okay? They're carrying guns, and they're going to use them to defend Jesus. And Jesus effectively says, put them away, because that's not how we act. Now, I'm not trying to make a political statement here again, so please know that, all right? But what I am trying to say is Jesus effectively was saying, I don't need you to defend me. Think about that, brothers and sisters. How often throughout history, we, maybe as individuals, we as a church, felt like we need to defend Jesus. We need to defend his honor. We need to defend him, whether that be in the Crusades or against whatever heathen or, or whatever, uh, you know, heresy is out there. We need, Jesus needs defending all the time. And we defend him with our words and we defend him with our weapons and we defend him in, in ways that uh, hurt and, and, and cause violence and maybe even to the degree of kill other people. And Jesus says all along, I don't need you to defend me. I just need you to walk with me, to walk with me. Because if we do, brothers and sisters, and I'm going to complete that circle and, and finish up when I'm, where I'm going, if we do, we know where that's going to lead us. And maybe it's easier to hide behind a sword or a gun or words or try to defend Jesus to whoever it is we're talking to or whoever they are. And Jesus says, stop trying to defend me. Just walk with me and love with me and allow yourself to be seduced. That's the word in a different translation that Jeremiah uses. You seduced me, O Lord, and I allowed myself to be seduced. I allowed myself to fall in love with you, and now I cannot outrun it. Allow yourself to fall in love and stop defending or, or trying to, to uh, invite Jesus in a way that, that 
We're not following him, but he's following us. And instead, merely walk with him. Where our God invites us to go. And sometimes that may lead into a very difficult situation. But remember, if and when it does, we do not walk alone. But our God does not need our defense. He needs our companionship. Can we have the courage to let behind our words and our whatever it is that we want to defend our God with and simply give him our love? Let's pray. And so we continue on with the sorrowful mysteries, the second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. May your week, your coming days, whatever, be filled with every good joy, and may it be filled with the presence of the Spirit. May you allow yourself to be seduced.